Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. This is the drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24/7 home of the black and gold SNR Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to the drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson and Matt. As I mentioned uh, in the previous, it's never too early to talk fantasy football. No, it's not. It's officially fantasy season. Yes, yeah, especially if you're in a dynasty league where yep. now that the draft is over and you know where everybody's at, where they landed at, well, now it's time to start drafting those guys. Yeah, and I actually have a, a dynasty draft on Monday, so those start happening quickly. Pretty much all my leagues will have our rookie draft finished in the next month or so. So, yeah, and you're seeing these rookie lists come out left and right by the different sites that I like. And there's no consensus. I mean, some years there's always a consensus. Like when Saquon Barkley came out, he was the first pick. Boom, forget about it. Gurley, Zeke, you know, some of those type of guys. You know, Najee had kind of had that feel to him as well. But this year, there's a lot of guys all over the place. And frankly, I don't have my list yet. So I think talking through it will be good for me because a lot of what I'm saying in terms of ranks is very subject to change. Yeah, no, I agree. We gotta get you um, in a dynasty league sometime. I'd love You'd to get in. Yeah, yeah. I'll try some startup. We'll try to get you in. Uh, so the number one player this year, it's an easy. Brees Hall. Is, I think so too. Yeah, is number one. He landed in a great spot with the Jets. Yes, they've got some power. They get some offensive linemen there. He can he can run behind. He catches the ball well. Yep. A uh, lot to like there with Brees Hall as number one. But Michael I mean, Carter's a decent player, but he's clearly the compliment. You know? Yes, right. He's right, not right, the every down guy that Brees Hall's going to be. Right. I'm kind of surprised, though. I'm looking here at this. At this I list. say a lot of these lists are different. Don't take these as gospel. Who would you have you. as number two then? <sighs> Why'd you ask me that? Um, <laughs> I really like Williams as a player. I think London's opportunity is really strong. I mean, I'm just thinking garbage time touchdowns. I don't want to pick in that neighborhood. I mean, to be very honest uh, in these, I'm just starting to dig back into dynasty heavy in rookie drafts where I have picked two through six or seven. I'm trying to trade it for a young veteran. Yeah, no, that, that's probably a good, a, a good thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, ideally you want to take the running backs yeah, but they don't last as long. There's but two they, theories. Yeah. There, you know. Um, and none of these wide receivers in this draft are – put it this way. I think there are two wide receivers in this draft who have the opportunity to be true number ones. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Jameson like, Williams. Yeah. And, and George Pickens, and I'm not saying that because we're on Steelers Nation Radio, George Pickens has wide receiver one traits. It's funny you bring up Pickens because the list that we're looking at, he's way too low. And in most lists, he's around 12. Yeah. And if I'm picking two or three and I can go from three to 12 or three to 11 and pick up like a future first, 
I would do that all day long and take pickings. Yeah. The one that surprises as, as opposed me here, to Wilson Matt, or Burks or, you know. And I get that, that this guy's in a, a crowded running back room. Um, but James Cook over Kenneth Walker. I'm looking here at the list that you, that you sent me. They have James Cook as the number five guy. And one, one, uh, one guy has him rent number two. Yes. Kenneth, Kenneth Walker's down at seven. And most – you have a good eye for this, of course. Walker's ahead of Cook on almost every other list that I've seen. About in that neighborhood, though. Walker's usually six-ish. Cook's usually eight-ish. And everyone loves the Bills' landing spot. And he'll probably catch a lot of passes there. And we know receptions are worth more than carries. Yeah. But how many touchdowns is James Cook going to score a year? Yes. He's not right. going to be the goal line guy. Josh Allen's still going to do that. Five? You know what I mean? He's in no less crowded a situation than Kenneth Walker is in Seattle. I don't think Chris Carson ever plays another down, or they wouldn't have drafted Walker. True, but they just gave Penny a little bit of money to come back. But it's only a one-year deal. So I actually think his philosophy, I think Walker is clearly ahead of Cook, to your point, because it's a running team versus a passing team. It's kind of an illusion what's ahead of them. I mean – I like yeah, Cook, but he's going to end up touchdowns. I think he's going to end up starting over half their games this year. Right. And you think Penny plays 17 games with his injury? History? No way. No, there's no, no way. way. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, I and think by Kenneth, week eight, you know, I could, I could make the argument based off of that, that Kenneth Walker should be two. Yeah. That's a good thought. I, I hadn't, I, I, there's a league I'm picking four and I'm kicking it around in my head when I take Walker at four and I've been leaning towards Yes. But can I even take it a step further and say, should he really be number two? Maybe. Because I think he'll catch the ball better as I a do pro. Too. They just don't, it's the same thing. Le'Veon Bell didn't catch any passes at Michigan State either. They don't throw right, the ball right, to the right. backs. Right. It's kind of I mean, like the Georgia thing. It's a small sample, but I mean, even like watching him at the combine, he didn't fight the football. His routes were smooth. You know, yeah. he'll do the easy stuff. He'll do the Leonard Fournette type catch. Yeah, even if know? it's dump off and he's fast enough. Right. But if he catches a dump off, he could he could take it 80 yards. I mean, this applies to a guy like Damian Pierce, who I really like productivity right now, too. That one thing that works against him is, you know, not great receiver on a bad team. There could be some fourth quarters where he's on the sideline, you know? No, yeah, that, that's absolutely at true. least for this year. Yeah. Um so they uh, this list that you sent me, they have Traylon Burks two. Drake London, three. About a month ago, Traylon Burks was one. I never quite saw that, but I think yeah. people think they're, it's the Debo illusion. that Wide receivers oh, are going to use him like Debo. Well, right. Not necessarily. I don't think he's getting 10 carries a game. And they didn't not know the landing spot offense. at that point. Well, they didn't know the landing spot then. Right. But to even have him, too, is rich for me. I mean, he's a very raw player. Not only that, but if you look at the landing spot in Tennessee, they don't throw the football. No, 100%. Right. I mean, they want to run the ball. Brown used to- and it's going to be even more so now. That, you know, you, you had a Malik Will. Not only did the, the, you know, they do the, what they did with, with Traylon Burks and trading away A.J. Brown, they had a Malik Willis. They're going to have a package for him. Oh, yeah. 100%. And Robert Woods is going to lead the team in receptions. Exactly. So, so who would be – I'm glad there's some fresh eyes on this. Who would be your wide receiver one? I think London is mine. It's not Burks. 
based on opportunity, I mean, he has nobody in front of him. Drake London has nobody right. in front of him. I mean, he's going to be their number one true wide receiver. Kyle Pitts is there. He doesn't mm-hmm. count. And I don't love London. You know, like most years, it's – I mean, he's yeah, nowhere – The quarterback no situation is not great. No. I mean, like last year, Jamar Chase is worth so much more than Drake London is this year. Yeah. And then, two, I might have Sky Moore. I was thinking that, too. I, I don't think he should have ever fallen that far. I like mean, he's Sky Moore versus Alave. He's going to have four years of great quarterback. Yeah. And with all respect to Juju, the guys in front of him on the depth chart aren't that great. Right. Yeah. I, I think Sky Moore is a top five player for me. I think I'm taking him over Wilson. I'm thinking him over Alave. I'm a little worried about Jamison Williams, not because of the injury, just because he might be better for real life than fantasy. I mean, St. Brown and Hawkinson and Swift are going to eat up a lot of There's targets. other guys there, yeah. I don't want him to be Ted Ginn, Deshaun Jackson, best ball guy, you know? Right, right. Yeah, he catches he three passes for 60 yards. and Right. One year. One of them, hope one of them's a touchdown. Yeah, one week he catches three for 120 and two touches, and then the next week he catches three for 12, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, after that, I agree with you. I'm looking here at this list that, that you sent me. George Pickens is way too low. Way too Here's, low. Here are some of the guys George Pickens is behind on this list. Let me warn people this, and this is kind of a lesson for you too, is when I look at the rookie lists for the first time, pre-draft, post-draft, whatever, any year, it's very underwhelming. But a year after the fact, you realize that so many rookie receivers have a lot more value a year later than they do right this minute. You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah, like no. T. Higgins, for example, was like the 14th pick in his rookie draft. And nobody was trading up to get T. Higgins. He's fine. But now he's like the 15th most valued receiver in all dynasty. You know, like once you see a, a year of these receivers doing well, Pickens very well could be a perfect example of that, or Pierce, or, you know, some of these guys. And this is not a good rookie class. I mean, we know that, that running backs, receivers, and tight ends in particular are are not good, and quarterbacks as well. So, but some of these guys start to grow on you when you think, well, where will he be in a year, you know? Right, right. So, the receivers, well, first of all, Brees Hall, Traylon Burks, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, James Cook, Sky Moore at six, Kenneth Walker at seven. Then it's Chris Olave at eight, Jamison Williams at nine, Christian Watson at 10, Jahan Dotson at 11. I kind of like Dotson's situation better than <laughs> some of those guys ahead of him. Dude, we do this too much. I would take Dotson over Olave, over maybe Wilson. I mean, I know that's crazy. Yeah. Maybe Williams. I mean, Sky Moore and Dotson to me. Dotson's going to see a lot of one-on-one coverage. The yeah. quarterback situation is not horrible. They throw the football. No, no. They'll be losing enough. You know, McLaurin's clearly the one. Like, super excited. No, no matter who landed at Green Bay, they were going to be really highly sought after. Right. And I like Watson. I think I like Watson more than you like Watson. But I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to like Watson. You know, right. is he? <laughs> I mean, he's kind of one-dimensional. The drops. He's not a refined. Is route he going to? Is he going to just replace Valdez Scantling's targets? 
That's what I think. So he gets three targets a game. You know, right. that, that's not good enough. No, he catches three long touchdowns all year and maybe a couple jump balls and then runs the wrong route and gets yelled at. But he's not he Devontae starts, Adams. No, and he's going to start <laughs> throwing to Randall Cobb. You know, like, yeah. does Aaron Rodgers want to develop a South Dakota state raw receiver right now? You know? Yeah. yeah uh, I'm, Damian, I'm trading out of that. Yeah. Damian Pierce is at 12. I like that one a lot. I think they will run the ball more. Yeah. And he's there's nothing in front of him. John Meche is at 13. Yeah. Jalen Tolbert at 14. I don't love that neighborhood. There's just not enough upside there. And there's yeah, there's just like Pickens is way better than those guys. Rashad White at 15. I know that sounds terrible, and I'm not a big believer, but receive he'll get the four net role maybe a year from now. That's what everyone's hoping. You know, yeah. the, he's a good receiver. He could be a potential every down guy. He on a good team, good line. You hope Brady comes back. That's the allure there. And a lot of hope involved. That's a lot of hope involved. But this is where these running backs go. You know, like Khalil Herbert was a late second last year, you know, where they're an injury away from being an every down fantasy starter and they're young. And then Pickens comes in at 16. That's way too low. Most lists have him about 12 and I would easily pick him at 12. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, then you have Alec Pierce is another one I think is like that because I think Pierce yeah. is going to be a starter on yeah, a good team. So yeah, right. I agree. I mean, that's enough for me, you know. At 17 is Brian Robinson. Everyone in the fantasy community is really down on Antonio Gibson right now. And I guess the Washington coaching staff didn't say they hate Gibson or anything, but when they announced this pick, they said some things like, we need a more professional lead running back, things like that. Yeah. I, that, that being said, I mean, uh, what's his ceiling? I mean, Gibson's not going away. He's not going away, but if they, they end up splitting time, yeah. I don't know. They brought back McKissick's the worst nightmare ever for fantasy, and he's back. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At s Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why s Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, s Bank is here to help. Learn how s Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. s Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by J.D. Power. For J.D. Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Yeah. Um, here's one I don't get. At 18, Tyler Algier from BYU. Yeah. No, Falcons running back. No, thank you. Right. People get people overdraft running backs in dynasty based only on landing spot. Like if you go to Atlanta, who are Buffalo is the one everybody wanted. Um, there's two or three. Like the perfect example is remember two years ago when the Bucks took Vaughn. I forget his first name. Keyshawn. Keyshawn Vaughn. He was like the fifth pick in dynasty rookie drafts. That Even though he was like, out. yeah, no, he's a third or fourth round back. He was okay. Not great. And might not even make the team this year, you know, but he landed on the box before they had Fournette and they had Brady and the whole world thought, well, landing spot. That's a mistake in dynasty. Yeah. Algier. 
He's just a guy. Just a guy. Cordell yeah. Patterson is still there. They did cut Mike Davis uh, on Monday, but right. I, they signed Damian Williams. They could sign another guy, too. It wouldn't surprise me. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the other thing about the running back situation is that there's so many good veterans still out there. That you can there always is. Yeah. Right. Uh, you mentioned Pierce. He, he's at 19 to, with the Colts. I think that's he's a still, target of mine. He's clearly yeah. going to be a wide receiver, too, there at least. Right, right. That's okay. perfect. Yeah. Um, Wondell Robinson with the Giants at 20. I think the Giants vastly overdrafted him. I don't trust any of the Giants receivers. Maybe it's, you know, because no. they're all always hurt. But they get well, a bunch of them. <laughs> here's the, the pro Wondell Robinson arguments are a lot of people think Tony's still getting traded. Shepard, Galladay could not be Giants a year from now. The staff drafted him super high and thinks he's Cole Beasley slash Isaiah McKenzie. You know, that's all great, but does Cole Beasley slash Isaiah McKenzie win me fantasy leagues? No, no, <laughs> right, right, no. At 21, then Isaiah Spiller comes in with the Texans, or I'm sorry, with uh, with the Chargers. I don't. They've been looking for a two. Yeah. But- and yeah. I don't hate that with, you know, Ekelar missed a bunch no. of time last year. He's older than he's, people think. He's better than Kelly and Roundtree and those guys. Yeah. I mean, also, is also Ekelar 28 now? Uh, getting there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. When the end that, is near. Yeah. The end is near there. And Spiller catches the football well. I don't, right. I don't, I don't dislike that one at all. I think I would have him higher on my list. Yeah, certainly higher so than uh, higher than Tyler Algier. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that too. I mean, Spiller was never my favorite guy, but I mean, a year now, a year ago, people thought he might be the first running back off the board. He had, I mean, he's, he's been a successful guy. Yeah, twenty-two is Tyrion Davis Price out of LSU. People go They're, crazy for Niners. Forty Niners running back. They took him in yeah. the third round. Yeah. And that's what they did with Trey Sermon and Joe Williams. Every year, Shani loves some back and overdrafts them. And then he gives it to the six-round guy. Um, yeah. It could hit. It could hit huge. I mean. Uh, that's one you, 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 you draft a guy like that. You wait for him to look either look good in, in uh, training camp or look, you know, early in the season, go out, and he has a 100-yard game. Yeah. And then you trade him. Then trade them, right? I mean, <laughs> you know they're going to go through backs like crazy, no matter. I mean, that's that's Mitchell. Like after week two, you should have traded Elijah Mitchell for a future first round pick. Yeah, yeah, that's what they do. That's most, you know. This next um, one's one I really like. Hassan Hankins with the Titans doesn't take much to. You don't have to squint too hard to see a path. Absolutely not. Right, Derrick Henry is getting up in age. And they're always going to run the ball, even post-Henry. Vrabel at the draft. We're sitting there at the table on day two. I think it was – no, Saturday. And Alan Fanica is sitting next to me. You're on the other side. Mm-hmm. And they show Vrabel on the TV, and Fanica looks over and goes, what's, what's, what's Vrabel's hat say? And I look at it, and it says, run the damn ball. <laughs> <laughs> and Fanica just got a smile on his face. He's like, yep. That's yeah. what they want to do. That's what they'll always get. I do. don't care who the running back is. And De- again, Derrick Henry missed a bunch of time last year. 
He's not long for this world. I understand that he's a freak. Don't get me wrong, but he's not long for this world. Son Hankins could be a pretty valuable pick. I mean, Dante Foreman last year was a valuable fantasy. Yes, that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Right, right. Same situation. I don't really care who the player is. Yeah. Would you have this next guy ranked higher? David Bell with the Browns. Yes, because I I think think he's a day one slot. I think he's he's yeah. I think he's got a clear path to playing time. Yeah, day one slot. I don't care that he's slow. He'll produce. There's not that much there. Yeah, I mean, he may not win you leagues, but he might be a wide receiver three for eight years. Yeah, all right, for sure. Yeah. I don't like no, this think- next one. Kyrian Williams with the Rams. I don't see it. I don't see it. You got to get past Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson. Um, where's where's the path? And he didn't, he didn't test well. He's tiny. No. Um, where's, where's his role to play? He's, he's Daryl Henderson light and not as good. With not half the speed. Right. Right. Good, good in protection. Coaches will love him. He'll play special teams. He's never going to get 15 touches a game. Never. No. Uh, we haven't talked yet about, well, the Steelers first round draft, but Kenny Pickett. That was the question I was going to ask you. Where does he fit in into dynasty drafts, Matt? Well, a week ago, Willis was a very, very high pick and was clearly the the quarterback one going into the draft. And Pickett was usually two, Ritter mixed in there, some better runners mixed in there here and there. So I'm in one super flex league where quarterbacks are unbelievably valuable. And I picked six and eight in the first round there. And I host a podcast, Locked on Dynasty, so we talked this through. And I was asking, you know, where are the quarterbacks going in super flex right now? And Ryan McDowell, my co-host, was saying right around seven-ish is when people are considering picket. Where super flex most years, quarterbacks go much higher than that. Yeah. And I'm wondering, you know, I have in that league, I have Herbert, who's like a superstar, and I have Carr. And that's about it. Like, I really want to add a quarterback. I might take him at six or keep my fingers crossed at eight. And then here's a question I have for you too. Is Pickett still the number one? I mean, I think you can still make an argument that Willis, because if he hits wins you leagues should be ahead of Pickett. I can't do that. Cause I think Pickett's a starter and I don't know that right. Willis is right. But Pickett versus Willis is it a slam dunk, I guess. Still yeah, argument. it's still an argument. Right. Here's One th- year from now when Tannehill's making $35 million and is on the street, Willis is going to be worth a ton, even if he can't complete a pass. Yeah, or, I mean, they're going to be back in the quarterback market. I, I, or he never gets a shot. Or he never gets a shot, and all he is is their, you know, mm-hmm. wildcat running back. You know, <laughs> Right, 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 right. But if he's <laughs> Jalen Hurts, it's a home run. Yeah, right. And he's right. not that good. Yeah. So, but like in the Superflex League, I'm planning on grabbing Ritter, Howe, Corral, because I think their value is very, very low. And if you have anything that resembles a starter in Superflex, that has immense value. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was thinking about it this way with, with Kenny Pickett and, and why the Steelers went the direction they did at quarterback. Um, his chance of busting is minimal. Right, right. 
his chance of being a star, a, an all pro or pro bowl quarterback might be higher than his bust rate. And I don't think that's a great, like, I don't think he's going to be an all pro quarterback or anything like that. But maybe, that's still rare for a rookie. Right. Maybe he makes a, maybe he makes a pro bowl or two in his career. That's possible. Mm-hmm. But I think those percentages are higher than his bus rate. And you can't say that about Justin Fields, Trey Lance, right. Zach Wilson, you know, right. That's a good way of putting it. I think you're right about that. And I think that's rare, you know, that there's a better chance he becomes a star than a bum is what you're saying. Right. Correct. Right. You know, right. And so that's most I likely mean, outcome is a good quarterback. Yeah. So you I mean, that's, yeah. it's, it's, it's amazingly safe. Amazingly safe. Yeah. I mean, the, the more I think about it, if you look at it through that lens and I tell you, I have no idea where the Steelers are going to pick in the first round next year, what their team needs will be, what position that'll be. But if I told you whoever it was probably won't be a Hall of Famer, but has a better chance to be a star than a bust, I'll probably say, uh, sign me up for that. Right. I mean, if it's a guard or a receiver or whatever, you know. Well, and the the beauty of it is is this. I know we're kind of getting off topic here Mm -hmm. with what we were talking about. Everybody's talking about what a great quarterback draft next year's draft will be. Mm -hmm. Well, the Steelers won't be in that market. No matter what. So let's say let's say things go badly this year and they're picking 11 or 12. Well, three or four quarterbacks go ahead of them. They're going to get a really good foot position player. Right. And then next year, you're going to be rooting for quarterbacks to go off the board. Absolutely. I heard, and that's they will, I heard, probably. You're right. Uh, I'm trying to think of what GM it was. Uh, he was talking about this on, on, on NFL. Uh, Sirius NFL was talking about, oh, it was the Bills GM. It's a real big picture way of looking at it. He was talking about how they're sitting there at 25, and they they were thinking that three, two or three quarterbacks would go ahead of them. Mm-hmm. That's what the Bills were thinking, folks, that there would be two or three quarterbacks go ahead of them. So they were looking at it as, okay, if two or three quarterbacks go ahead, go ahead of us, then these 22 or 23 position players are going to be what we're going to get an opportunity to pick. And then they didn't. And they didn't. And so he was, he was disappointed with that. Well, that could be where the situation the Steelers are in next year. Wherever look at it through at. like this, look at it through this lens. Instead of taking Dax Hill or whoever at twenty or McDuffie and passing on the quarterback, would you rather have Pickett for a year longer, and you're picking at twenty again next year, and this time you're getting a prospect that's really like the tenth best prospect in the league because he's a non-quarterback and the other ones are falling. You know what I mean? Like right when you combine as opposed to picking a 20 and I got to trade up like crazy to get to eight to get a better quarterback prospect than Pickett, Although you have a year less of him, but the guy you get at 20 next year could be a top 10 dude. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you combine the two first round picks, it might add up more to do it this way. Yeah. So I think, I think that was all weighed in the equation, but yeah, I yeah. think I think Pickett is a is a fantasy player. I mean, I think you do well, especially in a super flex. Like I start Derek Carr every week, and I'm happy about it. He'll be that production or better. Yeah. People Carr talk doesn't about run at Pick, all. Pickett right. is being in that. Well, he'll never be better than Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins. Okay, <laughs> right. Okay, I mean, you'll take that for the next fantasy. the next ten years. Right, Carr's not a huge producer in fantasy. I mean, right. I think he'll outproduce Carr at and his Pick, best Pick day. Pickett's a better runner than both. Yeah, of that's them. what I mean. He's a better runner, right? 
and so. there'll be designed runs in this offense. I know we're up against it, but here's a couple names that didn't make the list. Trey McBride is pretty clearly the top tight end. Yeah. He's usually going in like the middle of the second round. Um, I find it kind of funny that you don't see Tyquan Thornton's name anywhere, despite <laughs> being a very high draft pick. <laughs> you know, yeah. like he's not going high in drafts. Um, I'll take Khalil Shakir. I mean, if he's oh, going to yeah. be my Cole Beasley on the Bills, oh yeah, I, I would add him a lot higher than some of the names we mentioned. Um, Zamir White with the Raiders is interesting to me with them not picking up Josh Jacobs, you know, uh, option. Absolutely. He, he could be the one next year. I don't think that's squinting too hard. So those are some of the other names that are kind of interesting. Pierre Strong with the Patriots. Don't forget about Romeo Dobbs in Green Bay either. That's a good one too. I mean, you mentioned that, Hey, he, we've seen this happen. The, the one year the, the pack Packers drafted three wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Another year they drafted what three running backs. I think they drafted three this year too. The top guy wasn't always the guy. Not even close. Not even yeah, it wasn't even right. re- remotely close. So you know, like Aaron Jones went right past Jabal Williams. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, Dobbs it, is more Rogers friendly than Watson is to me. Dobbs is it, Dobbs is more like Devontae Adams stylistically, yes, than, than than Watson is. Yep. I think Rogers will like him on mini camp day one better, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I mm-hmm. think that's, I think that's pretty uh, interesting. You also know my affinity for hot young tight ends. Jelani Woods <laughs> in Indy is a definite stash for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. He can, yeah. It may not hit this year. It may not hit next Don't year. Don't care. Yeah. But two or two or three years from now, it could be lightning in a bottle. So hundred percent, but, but no, we'll talk about more of this stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, that's going to do it for today's show. So for my partner, Matt Williamson, I am Dale Lally. We appreciate you listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At s Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why s Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, s Bank is here to help. Learn how s Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. s Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by J.D. Power. For J.D. Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards.